0: Now we're gonna have a lesson today, as Megan said, about priests and sacrifices. And there's a fellow in the Old Testament, I think we only meet him maybe one time in the Old Testament and then he's mentioned again in the New New Testament and he he has kind of a fun and hard, fun and hard name. His name is Melchizedek. Can you say that back to me, Melchizedek? So listen to the video today. Listen to the Bible story. Hear about Melchizedek, a priest of the Most High God.
1: church was made up of almost all Jewish believers who were persecuted for following Jesus. Because their lives had become difficult, many believers began to wonder if following Jesus was worth it. Some may have even thought about giving up on Jesus altogether. In the past, God's people,
2: the nation of Israel, were led by priests. Priests led the people to worship God through sacrifices. Aaron the Levite and his descendants were priests.
1: The Holy Spirit helped a Christian leader write words of encouragement to the early church in the book of Hebrews. The author of Hebrews told Jesus' followers that Jesus is better. Jesus became like us in every way so he could become a merciful and faithful high priest for us. Because Jesus suffered and was tempted, he is able to help us when we are tempted. The writer
2: of Hebrews reminded the believers about Melchizedek. Melchizedek is the first person in the Bible to be called a priest. This is what the author wrote.
1: We know Melchizedek was greater than Aaron, the first chief priest of Israel, because Abraham gave him a tenth of his treasure. Melchizedek, the king of Salem and priest of the God Most High, reminds us of Jesus, the Son of God. Aaron and all the priests who came after him were men who died. Jesus is our priest who lives forever.
2: The priesthood of Aaron and the Levites who made sacrifices for the sins of the people was not enough to save them forever. The law set up as priests, men who were weak, limited by their sin and by death. Their work pointed forward to a greater priest, Jesus. Jesus fulfilled God's promise and became the perfect sacrifice. Now we have a perfect priest forever.
1: Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through Him, since He will never die again. He always lives to intercede for them.
2: Jesus is the priest we need. He is holy and without sin. Jesus doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day, as high priests do. First for their own sins, then for those of the people. Jesus did this once and for all time when He offered Himself. God sent to us his son, our perfect priest, forever.
1: Jesus is the perfect priest, the high priest who interceded on behalf of the people by laying down his life to be a once and for all sacrifice for sin. Everyone who trusts in Jesus has salvation from sin through his perfect life, death and resurrection.
0: That's our teaching point for today. Jesus is the perfect priest, the ultimate high priest, who interceded on our behalf by laying down his own life once and for all as the last ever sacrifice for sin and everyone who trusts in Jesus now has forgiveness of their sins through his perfect life, death, and resurrection. So let's, let's think about this together for just a few minutes. Um, we are introduced to this character. I already named him for you. Uh, his name is Melchizedek. He shows up once in the Old Testament when he goes out to meet Abraham. And then he's mentioned uh, in Hebrews as it was mentioned in the video. Let me read to you just two verses from Hebrews chapter 6, where this is mentioned. So, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 to 20 say this. It is impossible for God to lie. So that we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope which is set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of our soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. That's a picture of the Old Testament temple where Jesus where Jesus has gone once and for all as a forerunner on our behalf. Now listen, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now that name, Melchizedek, in Hebrew, if you translate the name into English, means the king of righteousness. So that certainly fits Jesus as well. And in that Old Testament story where he comes out to meet Abraham, he's also called the king of Salem, which again in the original Hebrew language is the word shalom, which you might know is the word for peace. So he's not only the king of righteousness, this Melchizedek is also the king of peace, which makes him a perfect, if you will, preview or portrait of who Jesus is and what Jesus is going to someday finally do. So I want to talk to you for just a few minutes this morning. First of all, what is a priest? Second of all, what do priests do? And then finally, to talk about how Jesus is the final, ultimate, and perfect priest with a little surprise twist at the end for you. All right, first, what is a priest? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever gotten so upset, so frustrated with someone that you couldn't even talk to them? Or if you did, when you tried to talk to them, it just turned into another big argument that that made things worse. But if you've ever been in that situation or if you can imagine it, then what you might need in a situation like that is to have a third person a go-between, an intermediary, a mediator, who would go back and forth between the two of you, speak to the one person, and then go speak to the other person until they could be brought back together again. All right, so what does, what does a priest do? So I've, I've asked a couple members of the band to help me with this, so if you'll stand right there and turn your back, and cross your arms like you're really upset and look down and if you'll stand right there and and just kind of be upset now i don't know what they're upset about right uh, i think one one to sing this song the other one to sing that song they had a big row about it and now they're really frustrated uh with one another so a priest is an intermediator a mediator a go-between who goes first of all to this one and asks, hey you know I know that's really hard but let's turn around okay and maybe let's drop our arms and just stand quietly here for a minute then he goes over to the other one and he goes oh, i know that's hard isn't it turn around i right? drop those arms and just stand there then he goes to this one right and he gets her to take a couple steps forward and then he goes to this one and gets her to take whoa don't trip over the cord a couple steps forward and then one more step and then one more step, and then they look at each other and smile. Oh, they were smiling the whole time, right? Okay? And then they shake hands, and then they go back to their place. Do you get it? A priest is an intermediary, a go between who brings people back together, except in this case a priest is one who does that between us and God. Back and forth he goes until finally we're able to come back into the face-to-face presence of God. Right? So, do you remember last week we learned that Jesus is our prophet, and a prophet is someone who spoke God's word to the people? Well, the priest picked up where the prophet left off, and the priest, first of all, talked from God to the people by reminding them over and over and over and over again what God had said to them through the prophet. Then the priest would turn around and turn back to God and he would talk to God for the people. Now in the Old Testament, that involved two things, sacrifices and prayers. Now, I don't have to explain prayers to you. That one's pretty easy. The priest offered up petitions and requests and praise and thanksgiving on behalf of the people to God. But this sacrifice thing for us in the 21st century is a little bit weird and confusing. The sacrifice of animals was a way that God had designed for people to say back to God, we are so sorry for the sins that we have committed. The sacrifices were a way for the people to say over and over again, God, we have, we have messed up. We know that we haven't been perfect, and we know that, it, that it's serious, that the problem between you and us is so serious that it actually requires the death of a living thing in order to become right, in order to make things right with God again. But I don't know if this has ever occurred to you, but I've thought it many a time. So if God is God, how come God couldn't just say, oh, Never mind, forget about it, and then move on as if something never happened. Well, think about it with me, people, because that's not the way that life works. Think about it like this. Now, I drove my pride and joy this morning. It's parked out in the back parking lot away from all other cars so that nobody will bump into it. But if one of you were to back into my all-black convertible Mustang and put a big old dent in it, right, we're going to have a problem between the two of us. And that big old dent isn't going to fix itself, right? I mean, I can't just go home and park it in the garage and tomorrow morning when I come out, it'll be all better. Never mind, just forget about it. No, either I have to pay for it to get fixed or you have to pay for it to be fixed. And that's what it comes down to between us and God and why the sacrifices were this way for the priest on the behalf of people to say to God that we are so sorry for our sins. Please forgive us. And so that's what they did year after year, day after day, until, until Jesus came. And Jesus then becomes the final, the ultimate, the perfect priest. Jesus is true God, born into human flesh and blood. He is actually God's word. He is the prophet who brings God's word directly to us. But now he also becomes our perfect priest come down from heaven where he shows us and he tells us what God is like. And then... Then Jesus turns around and he talks back to God for us. And do you know what he says? He says all of the sacrifices of all of the animals in all of the world can never completely fix the broken relationship with you, O heavenly father. But I as their priest, as their perfect final and ultimate priest, I will offer not an animal, I will offer myself as a sacrifice for them on the cross to forgive all of their sins, to forgive the sins of the whole world once and for all, never needing to offer another sacrifice. And God accepts. Jesus' sacrifice of himself. And it fixes, it repairs, it it restores us as good as new. Jesus is our go-between. He's our intermediator. He's our mediator that allows us to come back into the face-to-face presence of God. Jesus is our perfect priest who sacrifices himself on the cross so that we can be made right with God. Now here... Here's this surprising little twist at the end of this. When we believe in Jesus, when we believe in his life, his death, and his resurrection, God says to all of us, I want each and every one of you to be my priests. To be my priest to your family, to your friends, and to the world. So that like a priest, you get to be the ones who tell others about our great God, that Jesus loves them, that Jesus forgave them, that he wants you to be with them forever. And then you can turn around and you can talk back to God for other people. You can pray for them, you can even sacrifice for them, now not animals thank goodness, but you could sacrifice your, your time to be able to help them with something or maybe even sacrifice some of your money to provide things that they can't afford for themselves. Jesus is our perfect priest, our go-between with God who now commissions all of us to be his priest to those around us in the world bringing God to them and them to God. Amen.